if I can teach somebody else the skills that I learned canning on somebody's farm, or I can take the skill of making yogurt that I learned on somebody else's farm and teach that to somebody else, that's, that's what I want to do is be able to kind of gather these skills and pass them on as we travel. Welcome to the Farmish Kind of Life podcast, where we talk about homesteading stuff and life stuff and everything in between. Join me, Amy Dingman, as we explore big questions on a little farm. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Farmish Kind of Life podcast. Today is Thursday, May 19th, 2022, and this is episode 210. And since it's Thursday, we have an interview today. Today's interview is with Matt and Katie from Farm Hop Life. And I just recently featured them as the uh, content creator shout out that I did. But today I get to have them actually on the podcast talking to you. And so today we talk about their beginnings as homesteaders, as well well as their plan, which is going to start next year, they're hoping, to start traveling the country. And they're going to travel the country to help other homesteaders out with work that needs to be done on their homesteads. Matt and Katie discuss what farm hop life grew out of. They talk about what people think about their upcoming adventure and how they plan to handle life on the road with young children. So sit back and hear what Matt and Katie have to say. I know that you will enjoy this interview. So today I have Matt and Katie from Farm Hop Life. How are you guys today? Good. How are you? I'm grand. I'm so glad that I finally get to have you on the show because you guys, you came out into the into the podcasting and the YouTube scene, and I just loved what you were doing. I especially loved that you would do these interviews, and then you'd break them down into these tiny little segments, so they were super digestible, so you didn't have to sit and watch the whole interview. You could just catch that little snippet. I love that. So uh, about that, yeah. those little snippets are actually after the show. Really? Yeah, so... I'll give you an example. The one okay. that I just did, um, he, the the guy was like talking about Wendell Berry for a second, and okay. I like wrote down really quick about Wendell Berry. Like, make a note. Like, remember who that is. But like, the conversation had moved past to being able to bring that back, and so I'm like, I gotta ask him about who is Wendell Berry, and so I just like after the show, I start another recording and oh. I chunk up, chunk that up afterwards, like things that maybe didn't come up uh, or things that I didn't get around to asking. Um, That's brilliant. So yeah, it's just like an extra content. So like little, I just, I just asked my guests like, Hey, uh, are you cool with doing like a little bit of BS? And if you got time after the show, yeah, and usually they say yes. So, well, it works. I love it. That's awesome. Thanks. So uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for uh my my listeners who don't know who you are, I know I did have you as the uh, content creator shout out a couple of weeks ago because yes, I was so excited you. about what you're doing. Then I was like, I got to have them on the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself. You want to start? Or you want me to start? I'm Katie. I'm Matt. <laughs> we <Perfect>. are <laughs> from Minnesota. Um, we we started dating in Minnesota, and after eight months, uh, moved to Montana together. And having never lived together before, we moved. 2,000 miles away and got an apartment. That's Last a commitment. And then uh, probably like another eight months got married. So do it up. Yeah. We built our house out here three, almost three years ago. We broke ground and yep. we've got an almost two year old. He's going to be two at the end of this month. 
And in about a month from right now, we're going to have another baby. So adventure time. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. <laughs> so, so tell me what is farm hop life? What is that? So the idea came from really working our own homestead here. So once we had the house, we got laying hens right away, kind of had like a, like a, rough garden let's say we had a few garden beds yeah they were they were rough but it grew some things and uh you know just kind of evolves from there building making it better whatever and just struggling for time just like everybody else don't have time to do this do that what if i what if i had some help man i could get a lot done doing this but then i was thinking what if I could be that guy for other people? And Katie and I really love traveling. She used to work at Delta. We'd fly standby. Um, we everywhere. went all over the place right after we got married. Wow. So, and we're big fans of The Amazing Race. So we're going to turn that into our life. And Perfect. The homestead version of that. So, <laughs> And uh, that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Just want to travel from homestead to homestead, meet people, talk to people, see how they're doing things. And give them a hand because um, we need more people that uh, have backyard gardens. Mm-hmm. So. so that's basically how you came up with the idea. Pretty much. Is be not having enough time on your own homestead and let's help people out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll just that. leave all whatever I'm doing behind. That's <laughs> like, I want other people to succeed first so i think matt gets a lot more out of helping other people than he does on accomplishing his own projects around here Mm. so because like you know you knock one project off your list and you add four more and it feels like it's constantly never ending like we're always working on the house we're always working on the yard we're always having babies i mean (laughs) (laughs) that's okay (laughs) but he i mean he he does get a lot of satisfaction of going and helping um, even if it's a couple hours a day that he can go over there on the weekend, like he's going to help somebody out tomorrow just because they need a hand and it's not like, okay, well, how much are you going to pay me? It's, you know, Hey, if I need a hand, I'll give you a call. If you need a hand, you give me a call. And right. that's, that's the kind of thing we want to do everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. So your plan is to travel in an rv or yes uh so... <laughs> okay <laughs> next next year we're gonna take off because uh can't do it with a brand new baby one year old seems better um <laughs> and so we're gonna take off from here uh in a travel trailer and just start farm off <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think so... the plan is next summer to kind of stay a little bit closer to home so we make sure the rv that we buy doesn't have any major water leaks or major issues and then we can start branching out like we've already made a bunch of contacts through matt's interviews um but kind of just reach out to those people that we've already talked to and say hey is there a certain time of the year that you have a big project or you could really use a hand for a couple of weeks we will plan to be there and um just kind of build the community through that Start with the people we already know and then see where we go. Like uh, the map on my website. So whenever I do an interview and people don't usually like to 
for other people to know exactly where they are. So I just get close. Sure. Um, I got a map on my website of all where the interviews like interviewees are. And that's basically our wish list <laughs> for where we want to go uh, going forward and pick up other people along the way. Like not. Yeah. Actually bring them with us. But <laughs> <laughs> you have a big traveling caravan. <laughs> Well, that would be something. Actually, I thought about that. Like, if we yeah. had like a, if it if it grew into something big, we could have like a farm hop convoy or something like that. Like, that all would right, be amazing. Now all of a sudden we got like ten people in this one guy's homestead, and there's like, let's just knock it out. That'd be awesome. That would you be awesome. Deep into Matt's mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how it was that you were going to figure out where to go. Like, you know, who are your contacts you're starting with? But that makes the people that you have interviewed. That's a that's a great way to start building a community to go help out. Yeah, people can yeah. reach out to us too. Like. I actually uh, already had a guy that um, I don't even know if I interviewed him yet uh, out in Wisconsin. He's like, I need a, uh, I need some help with my irrigation ditch or something like that. Like, can you come out and help me? And I'm like, we're not ready yet. Like, I'm sorry. Like it bumped me out that we're not like, there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. But obviously there's interest in it. Yeah. So that's it's gotten that's awesome. the feedback has been so positive. It's like yeah. you know you're doing something right when you're like, wow, that's we yeah. just got like random people like, wow, that's cool. Right. That's very well, cool. Because I think everybody could use a hand. Right. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you plan to are you going to keep your homestead and travel or are you going to sell the homestead and travel? We're gonna keep it. This was okay. a great debate. <laughs> and even there's still like a five percent chance like what if we just sold it but it's mm. okay so a little backstory on that okay when we bought this property and built our house this was the middle of nowhere in montana and then the pandemic hit and it mm. became a very desirable place to live okay so it turned into we could sell our house for like three times more than we paid to build it mm-hmm. and the idea of having you know, just the the bills for gas and food and the insurance on the RV and the truck, you know, like that would bring our monthly bills pretty low. Yeah. Whereas if we keep the house, we still have to make a decent income while we're traveling. Mm-hmm. So we finally decided we're going to try and keep the house because we don't, we'd never be able to buy back here again if we sold. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep the house and Airbnb it. Oh, cool. Okay. And to, we're, we're playing with the idea to like, you know, have that whole support small farms, like mentality, keep that going here. Mm-hmm. We're playing with the idea of getting in touch with somebody and having them, you know, for free, like in exchange for like cleaning the house, they can op- like operate their little homestead here. Like if they wanted chickens or a garden or um whatever like sheep yeah um that they could keep it going and like farm stays are pretty successful and desirable people like people are weird they just like sometimes they just want to see a cow like there won't be a cow here but um like they'll you can see cows from here yeah i mean yeah you can see a farm uh farm you can see a cow from the deck so how much uh how many acres do you have where you are Two and a quarter. Okay. Yep. 
how how amazing would that be if you're somebody who doesn't have their own land and and doesn't have the ability to do that right now, but you have someone who's like, hey, come watch my property. And in exchange for you taking care of it, you can have your homestead here. That man. That's kind of that's what I'm awesome. Thinking. Yeah. Yep. And it cuts down on um having to like hire somebody to manage it. Cause we got in contact with a guy and he gave us like, you know, he's like conservatively, you could, you know, have this much a year, even, you know, with the off season being from September to May. I was like, wow. That's kind of crazy. Um, that much, but he, the like, key charges a quarter of all of it. I'm like, man, that seems like a lot. And so I got in contact with another person that I had interviewed Yeah, and she's like, it's like I I've got a couple of Airbnbs that I do that that I manage remotely. It's not that hard. And I was mm. like, okay, I guess we're just gonna just have to find a good cleaner. Yep. Wow. That's but we've so stayed cool. we've stayed in a few different Airbnbs, um, and we want to make sure we have something different to offer, like mm. you know, farm fresh eggs or meat from the farm that you can see across the road or um, soaps that are made by a friend of ours. You know, just like. Sure. The little touches that make it more homey and Montana. Yeah. yeah. That sounds awesome. I'm excited to see what, what happens with all of this for you. I think that's going to be so cool. But Hopefully here's my... Uh, it all, it's so smooth that w- there'll be no hiccups at all. That's yeah. what it's going to be. That's what I see in the future for you. Thank you. <laughs> so here is, here's a question you probably get a lot. I know you get this a lot. What about the kids? Oh, what about the kids? Well, we're, first what we're bringing the them with. So uh, you're not just going to leave them at your house, and that's part of what people have to take care of. I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> it was now that you bring it up. <laughs> uh, so you know that movie, that movie Captain Fantastic with uh, oh man, what is his name? He, I've heard of he, it, but he, I haven't watched it. So. It's a dad and uh, like eight of his kids in an RV and they're, I don't even know what the whole like storyline is really, but it just looks like they have an awesome life. Uh, and his kids are like incredibly smart. They like, you know, he, they, he gets them up at like 5 a.m., runs like three miles in the woods or something. And then they, did we watch this together? I is think so. It? Okay. But um, that's how I picture this going. <laughs> That's like the movie. Katie's laughing. <laughs> Is that how you picture it going, Katie? I think it's going to be, it's definitely going to be a bit of an adjustment because right, right now I'm a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, adjusting to that after having worked two jobs since I was like 15 was very difficult. Mm-hmm. And so then adjusting to doing that on the road and also still, you know, helping out on people's farms, it's going to be... It's going to take a minute, but I think <laughs> in the long run, <laughs> like the experience that we're going to be able to give the kid, kids, I keep saying one kid, we have, we're going to have two, there's going to be two, um, the experience we're going to be able to give them with meeting new people, learning about farming, learning about gardening, exploring. I mean, we plan on stopping at national parks and stuff along our, along our journey and showing them as much as we possibly can. I think that that sense of adventure is something that you just can't replicate. Mm. So I traveled a lot when I was little. Mm -hmm. And I think that helped me 
be more independent in traveling as I got older. Mm. Um, like I, I studied abroad in Europe and Germany for a year and I traveled everywhere by myself. And everybody's like, are you sure? Is that a good <laughs> idea? Are you safe? And I'm like, I got this. It's fine. Like, but I mean, I was kind of raised to be more independent and rely on myself. And we, I want to make sure that our kids learn that too. Mm. So have you heard a lot of backlash from people or got a lot of questions that are, what in the world are you doing? Like, this isn't going to work. How are you going to work this? How are you going to do this? Talk about that a little bit. Cause I can imagine you've received lots of comments, shall we say? <laughs> lots of questions. Um, especially when I put in my 12 month notice, there was a lot of questions. Um, I had been, I'd been struggling and I don't know if you want to go, go into this. Cause I told my buddy, I was like, Hey, I put in my 12 month notice. And he's like, that is the longest, like longest notice I've ever heard anyone give. And he's like, also you put in your 12 month notice. Normally it's two weeks, like for, for you and you. Yeah. So normally that doesn't usually how it goes, but anyways, you know, well, but the company that Matt works for right now are literally the most amazing people. It's yeah. a small family run electrician company mm. and they're awesome. And they've been awesome since we met them. So we want to make sure we don't leave them high and dry. Right. So, right. Yeah. That's, that's really the short of it is, yeah. um, but they had a lot of questions. Yeah. They're like, they, the owner right on the spot, even he's like, well, what if you did like two weeks on, two weeks off? Or like, we're six months out of the year straight. And then, and then oh took six months off just because to get the travel out of your system. And I was like, that's tempting, but mm, no, because no. <laughs> then you'd have to still come back to the house. But, um, right. Or, uh, you know, what if, what if you just wait until the kids were older? Like, mm, yeah. But no, because uh, then you just wouldn't leave. If you're always waiting for that perfect opportunity, you'd never leave. I agree well, with that. Also, if the kids, if you wait until the kids get older, it's a lot harder of an adjustment for them, I think. Um, like one of the kids isn't even going to be walking yet. So they're not going to really know any different. They're going to grow up traveling around and living in the RV. And that's just going to be their day to day. Our other son, Milo, is going to be three. So he might have a little bit of, you know, I'm going to miss being at the house and miss my room and, and all of that, but he will adjust and he'll get used to it. And he absolutely loves being outside and helping his daddy with projects. And so if he can do that all day, every day, he's going to be mm. in heaven. So I think it will be all right. But we've had, I mean, we've had a lot of people that are like, well, so are you going to do this till Milo's like five and then come back and, and he can go to school. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, ideally not. We'd like to continue longer than that, mm-hmm. but, and then they get that confused look on their face. Like, so you're not going to bring him to school. Nope. We're going to teach him on our own. It's a thing that people do. It's called homeschooling. I don't know. If it's you've heard it's that. a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I'm, I'm going to brag about him just for a little bit. Okay, you can do I, that. I find, him, I find him so impressive. There was a thing that came out recently where it was like, before before the coof, um, kids at the by the age of two should know 
mm, let's say a hundred words, I think was the statistic. Like if you're progressing normally, a two-year-old should know a hundred words. Well, since then, um, because mask wearing and everything, they've, I think who dropped it. I can't remember what organization uh, dropped it, but now two-year-olds should know at least 50 words. Prior oh, really? to this, if a two-year-old only knew 50 words, they were cons- they were considered to have like a speech impediment or um, speech uh, delay or yeah. something like that. He's got to know like 500 words or something like that by this point. It's wild how, you know, much of a, let's say, conversation you could have with them. Um, and he's not even two yet. Not even two yet. And mm-hmm. so when you can see like Katie works really hard at like teaching him, you know, going through these books, you know, also like Spanish and German and things like that. When you are like self-directing your kid's education and you can already see like these kind of outcomes, why would you ever give them to somebody else and be like, you take them now? Mm -hmm. And just see them basically like stall out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember probably six months ago was the first time he actually started repeating German words and pointing things out to me. Oh, nice. He'd go over and pick up his shoes and come over and go, Shua, Shua. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're learning. <laughs> so And you don't you don't know if they're really picking up on it, but I think there's so much going on that they they absolutely are. And it doesn't come out until later. Like I, I had posted or a reel on Instagram and a couple other places where where he's, we, we caught the tail end of it. Like I made him do it again because Katie told me a story where he's like, my meth. Cause he, like, you know, he's, he hasn't enunciated yet, but they're like, what is he saying? More meth. And so he grabs this book off the shelf and it's like little Einstein books or whatever. And he grabs this book and it wasn't until like the very back of the book, Katie reads out more mass, less mass. And it's like, Oh, that's what he was saying. Oh, like funny. He found, like he remembered that and found yeah. a specific book that had that in that book. And, you know, once we got to that, it all clicked for us. Like we're yeah. dumb. And, <laughs> He's uh, like, come on, mom and dad. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. So it's, oh man, that video every once in a while, we, I think we watch it uh, at least once a week just because it gets, mm. just gets us cracking up. He's like more mass, less mass. I'm like, I, I don't like, can you do it one more time? And he goes more mass. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. He's he's a riot. It's I fun think to think about like going on this adventure with your kids and just so many things they will be able to see that other kids will not experience in the same way. That's exactly I think, what I, just, I was just gonna yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. You can talk now, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just going to say, like, the experiences that he's going to get and that this new baby are going to get from traveling and, like, working on different farms, like, you can't you can't replicate that in a school. And I know that there's different kind of schools. Like, there's a thing in Missoula called a forest school where they spend time outside every single day, rain, snow, doesn't matter. And they learn stuff about, you know, plants and bugs and the river and animals. What's tuition like 20 grand a year? It's very expensive. But I mean, like, you know, that is a very good option if that that's your option. 
I just think that we can also kind of replicate that same type of thing ourselves. And I Mm -hmm. intend to follow some sort of curriculum. I don't know what that is yet. I haven't looked into it, but I will find something and we will decide to follow, you know, like we'll learn history and we'll learn math, but we'll also learn way more other things than you learn in school. And kids will, they'll just replicate what you do. Usually it's all the bad habits, which is fun. Um, (laughs) So earlier this week, we were trying to, you know, uh, prepare the plants to be outside. So we, I just start picking up pots from our little um, like grow cabinet next to me here. We'll take them outside, set them out for a couple hours and then bring them back in. And so I just, I'll, I'll just let them, you know, play outside, do whatever. I'm grabbing pots and just bringing them outside. And I go to the back door and here he is standing with a pot, just like to hand it to me. I'm like, yes, I didn't even have to ask him. He just saw me doing it. He's like, oh, this is what dad's doing. I'm going to help. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. That's awesome. He loves going out and helping you with the chickens and playing in the shed and pretending to build things. And I mean, by the time he's five, he's going to be able to build his own RV. So (laughs) you can make a business out of it. There you go. There's more income for you. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. So have you... Do you have support from your your families for this? Have your families been supportive or have they had a lot of questions or are they like you guys are nuts or um it comes in various forms. I would say the shortest the shortest <laughs> answer would be from your dad. Katie's dad used to be quite the hippie. Um, okay. He traveled around in a VW van with a bunch of his friends. Six week right. road trips down to Mexico. Van broke down. Had to catch a ride back, or that that type of stuff. Yeah. And so he's when he just focused on like the traveling thing. He's like, yeah, do that. Like, didn't care what came with it. Just like travel, do it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was kind of nice. Um, Katie's mom, she's like, you guys uh, do what's best for you guys, and I'll support you however I can. Like, that's all we ask. You can tell she has questions, but she's just like, I'm, you're an adult. I'm going to let you do your thing. And if there's a misstep, I know you'll call me. So she's not very critical of things. She's like, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> well, that's she good. Throw some good at suggestions every now and then. That's true. And then um, my dad hasn't mentioned it at, at all. After I told my parents that I put in my 12 month notice, like it was weird that uh, they didn't say anything at all. And I was just like, then you do that thing uh, where you talk too much. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like I expected something when I said, Hey, uh, you're probably going to find out eventually. So I'm just going to tell you right now that I put in my 12 month, 12 month notice. Oh, Okay. I don't even think they said that. I think they both just sat because it was on a video call. Yeah, I think they both just sat there and looked at you. And so then I did like too much talking thing, like like, no one asked you to explain. Yeah, so that was so that was something. Um, The last time my uh, my folks were out here, probably almost a month ago now. um, My mom had a lot of questions, and I said, like. Thanks for asking questions because 
it shows that you're trying to understand and mm. they appreciate the trying to understand. That's as much mm -hmm. as anybody that we can ask of anybody, I guess. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So. Like even if you're not fully on board, you're still trying to learn about it, trying to engage us about it and not just right. like right. pretending it's not happening. Which right. is kind of funny because the whole podcast uh, started from us explaining like, People are going to have questions. Let's do a podcast. Episode one. What is this? What are right, we doing? Right, right, Two, right, right. What is the plan? Plan-ish. Yeah. Three, whatever. The house, all the, like, so on and so forth. And um, I don't know if anyone's really listened to those uh, podcasts. <laughs> but at least, at least it forces us there. to, it's out there. It forces yeah. us to have some sort of answer. When people do ask, and you're just like, I don't know, we're just gonna go. What's good asking right, questions? Right, right. It's funny that you you say that it was um, it it was good that they were asking questions because I almost feel like it would be harder if they didn't say anything at all than if they were actually, and I don't want to say nasty, but like we're asking questions like, what do you think? And it was, it's almost that not saying anything is harder. The silent disapproval, like, sure. Yes, yeah. That's yeah. what it is, exactly. So I'm glad and, you got questions. That's good. Yeah, and, you know, I also get it. You want what's best for your kid, even if they're stupid. Um, right. You know, it's, yeah. but they got to find their own way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that it's very scary for them that we're uprooting our whole lives and taking the kids on the road and... sure it's very, very different from the way that they live their lives. Um, but I mean, since we started talking about this, they're buying an RV. So you never That's know. True. They might they, be coming with us. They bought an RV <laughs> before we did. They're going to be in the convoy. Is that what you're saying? Actually, my dad uh, retired this year um, and he could use something else to do. Mm. So Matt's yeah. dad, when he, when he comes out here to visit, he literally does not sit still. He gets up, he has breakfast, he goes outside, he starts working on stuff. Mm. And it's like, you know, you got a grandkid hanging around and there's a beautiful view and there's hiking. And he's like, nah, just gotta <laughs> go, go, go. Yeah. He, I'll tell you what. And I told him this like two years ago. I'm like, cause it was like 10 o'clock at night and he's still tiling our shower. And I'm like, I hand him like a bowl of ice cream. I'm like, all right, you proved your point. You can still outwork me. Like I, <laughs> I get it. Okay. He's a very, very hard worker. So. So then that's hard to retire then because. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, yeah. um he's of that generation. Yeah. Work <laughs> for, he sold. Uh, so he, he had his own company. And for the first 15 years of it, he was working 12 hour days. Mm. And I think that was just like logged hours, not even. Yeah. With four kids in them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then over the last three years before he sold, he, he went to 10 hours a day. Mm. So it's like. And that's considered like taking it easy. Yeah. So not going to put in quite so many hours. Going to take a little break. Only going to work 10 hours a day. I'm surprised he hasn't picked up two part-time jobs yet. Right. I got some time. Yeah. But that's also 100% where you get your work ethic and your attitude about mm. needing to constantly work on things. So like we say, 
we're going to try to put in like 30 hours, 25, 30 hours a week on these farms that we go to. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt's not going to be able to help himself. If somebody's out there working on putting up a fence, even if he's at his 30 hours, he's going to go out there and help. Them. Sure. So yeah. he, I mean, he just likes to help. So. And, and when it's, you know, when it's warranted. So I, when I say that, I mean like, you know, take your typical eight to five job. And so when like at work, my two bosses, cause it's just a father, a son, and then me, right. They are such workaholics. Like they'll work from like six to six mm. and plus and Saturday, plus Saturday. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm just like, I've hit my 40. I'm, I'm going home. Like, <laughs> I'm like this. There's no reason why we need to be pushing so hard. And it's not even like super productive things either. It'll just be like, we're like beat, like sitting around like BSing for at the shop for 45 minutes. Mm. And when I can kind of sense like that's what's happening here. Yeah. Make dinner or literally any excuse. I'm going to (laughs) go like, yeah, that like those type of things. Like I think I put in, I guess what it reminds me of also is um, when you're at a job and the other people have been in it for a long time, like the kid's been in it for 15, 20 years, probably it's probably 18 years. And the boss has been doing it 40, 45 years. You, you can get a pretty good look at what your future is going to look like. Should you stay there? Mm. And I was like, you know, they, they have nice houses. They have, good trucks they have you know all these toys you know the one like the kids got like four snowmobiles a side-by-side travel trailer uh the the, a trailer just to haul snowmobiles all these things like that i'm just like it's just stuff like i don't i don't need all that stuff so i'm just and i don't need to work 12 hours a day to get that Mm. because i don't want it so but also, I think your mindset on work changed a lot after Milo was born. That is very true. So now that you have a kid at home and you're seeing them for maybe an hour and a half before they go to bed every night, like, I think that's when Matt's mindset kind of started to shift. Mm. And this idea that he had kind of came out of nowhere and blindsided me. <laughs> so. The other thing it was, though, is that after... so. So Katie took her three months um, maternity leave and tried to go back to work. Mm. And after her, two months, after two months, her boss was just awful, awful. Just treat her just like garbage. It like, was like all of a sudden I had a kid and I wasn't valuable anymore because my kid took precedence. Like, mm. you know, if I can't get to work until eight instead of seven thirty because my daycare doesn't open, that's what, I mean, that's what it is. And right. they had made adjustments for other people before. And then all of a sudden they couldn't make adjustments for me. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't really like being here anyways. And I'd much rather be home with my son. So I left and yeah. it was scary and we didn't know if we could make it work, but we've had a few. You told me situations. we could make it work before you left. <laughs> is that not true? <laughs> that is totally, that is totally true. Now the secret comes out. <laughs> We're already here. We figured it out. Um, so, so how did you bring it up to Katie? This idea, like, how did you? 
That's a good question. I don't know. It's probably just like that. <laughs> was it that nervous talking where you're like, oh, she didn't say anything. Now I have to talk a lot. <laughs> I, I think it was the, uh, she knew I'd been pretty unsatisfied at mm. work. Um, I Being an electrical apprentice, you know, you got the book work and you got to take tests. And then once you have your journeyman's, you still have to do like continuing education every two years. And sure. I'm just like, mm, no. Mm. No, thank you. So the idea kind of came out in little tidbits. Okay. Like what if I, what if I um, wasn't an electrician anymore? What if I was a handyman? I did mm. do that for a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, okay, if you know, if you could make enough money to replicate your income, cause we're on one income, that'd be fine. Yeah. Well, what if we, what if I, what if we traveled <laughs> around and I was a handyman for like people all over the place? I'm like, Okay. Um, I don't know. Let, let's talk about it. What if we sold the house and we lived in an RV? <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, it, it was probably four or five months of talking about it oh. a lot before I yeah. finally was like, okay, I think maybe, maybe we can make this work. But mm-hmm. I mean, it scared me a lot because since, so since I met Matt, we, our dream was to build a house in Montana and have a couple of kids mm-hmm. and we're just finishing our house. <laughs> we're just about to have the couple of kids. And he's like, I have a new plan. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Like, so it kind of like, you know, it caught me off guard and it threw me for a loop because I thought that this was what our plan was. I thought this was what our combined dream was, was mm-hmm. to have the house, to have the homestead, to have the kids to have me stay home and raise them. And all of a sudden he's like, so I don't like that plan anymore. I want to switch it up completely. And I, I, to be honest, I was probably mad for a little bit. Like mm. you can't just change our whole life plan right. since I met you. Like this has been our plan. Um, but I, I think the reason I eventually came around is because love the traveling aspect of it mm. and the learning new things <laughs> but also <laughs> also when I'm like if you watch Matt's interviews and stuff he is so invested in learning about what these people are doing and so invested in going and helping yeah. like it it it's contagious like it makes you want to go and help so that's so he got gotcha. you yeah Again. Again. <laughs> Got me to quit my job and move to Montana with three weeks notice. Give me another five years. We'll see what happens. I was going to say, what's the next adventure going to be after that? Oh, my goodness. International. International. Actually, international. That is, not going to lie, that is the long-term goal. If we could go like visit farms in like Germany and like Thailand. Thailand and Oh, man. That would be wow. so awesome. That would be amazing. We went to Thailand for our honeymoon and a couple of other countries in Asia when I worked for Delta. And like, I could honestly spend five years learning Mm. about how they do things on farms in Thailand. Mm. It's so beautiful there. And I'm sure there's lots of other places that are beautiful too, but that's our, that's our long-term like pipe dream. And it would be like, we'd have to come back stateside often. Just because, 
Nah. <laughs> you heard it here first. She said no. We could just hop from Asia to Europe. You don't need to come back here. You just need to get out of Asia and then get out of Europe. I guess. It's fine. It'll be it's fine. fine. It's all good. So as you are traveling around and and helping all these different farms, do you have skills that you feel you could offer like specific things you are really good at that you have a lot of experience with. And are there things that you are hoping to learn at other people's farms? Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to learn everything. Like everything. what, what seems to be very popular currently is uh, starting your own like mushroom farm. That seems to be mm. pretty popular right now. A lot of people mm -hmm. are selling like fungi starts or, mm. um, you know, they'll even sell you like the log that, uh, already has fungus in it or something like that mm. instead of just the spores or something. So yeah. that's pretty interesting. I mean, there's just, I only have like, you know, like a dime sized knowledge of just of what, what I've done hands on here mm -hmm. and know like generally like enough, like about like what other people are doing so that I can ask a little bit more specific questions. Like, mm -hmm. um, like I had like, you know, Cooney Cooney seemed to be pretty, pretty popular homestead pig. Yeah. I talked to a pig farmer and he's like, Cooney Coonies are junk. They're, uh, <laughs> they're a, uh, they're a pyramid screen, pyramid scheme. <laughs> like anyone who, who owns Cooney Coonies are trying to sell Cooney Coonies. Like it's, I was like, you know what? I think, you know, I can get on board with that. Yeah. So, uh, so things like that. Um, as far as what first, what are you trying to learn? I, I mean, I don't really have a huge interest in learning the construction aspect of it, mm -hmm. like helping to build a fence or things like that. That is totally Matt's area because he's been in construction for seven, eight years mm -hmm. and he's done all sorts of stuff. So he can handle our, all the construction, the carpentry and the electrical work and all of that. I'm more interested in the gardening and the permaculture and the raising animals um, and also I want to learn more about like making your own products, like making soap, making deodorant, um, canning items. Um, we had a couple over for dinner last night that just got a freeze dryer and mm. we talked about that for like an hour. Oh, really? Um, just like what, what things they've tried so far and what hasn't, has and hasn't worked and mm -hmm. what they're planning to try with all their vegetables over the summer. And, um, just you know, picking people's brains about what they've started doing, why they've started doing it and how it could be something that I take with me to the next place. Like if I can teach somebody else the skills that I learned canning on somebody's farm, or I can take the skill of making yogurt that I learned on somebody else's farm and teach that to somebody else. That's, that's what I want to do is be able to kind of gather these skills and pass them on as we travel. That's a really good point. I never even thought about that. Like you're bringing the work, but you're also bringing all the experience from all the places that you've been and you're just kind of bringing it with you. That's, that's a really good point. And we're going to uh, record it as we go. And so mm. if we don't remember quite like a specific <laughs> detail, hopefully it'll yeah, be yeah. on YouTube or something. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as, uh, kind of skills we're bringing with us, I'm really good at making things work from garbage. <laughs> I, I you, mean built... scraps. you don't mean garbage. You mean scraps. Well, 
whatever. I knew what you meant, though. Yes. <laughs> it looks like garbage to almost everybody else. Uh, I built our chicken coop entirely with scrap material um, that we had that I got from like Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. Fencing that we picked um, up on the side of the road. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I built our raised beds from more scraps. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> like I'll, I'll have to do a video on the on the garden beds because it's a really funky design that uh, keeping deer out is really expensive. So I put, I did like a barn style, like truss over mm. my raised beds and then did, so they're four by eight kind of barn style looking roof on, on it with uh, fencing on top that swing open at the, at the, at the top looks like a DeLorean when you do it. <laughs> so the fencing's free and, uh, most of the wood was free. Most, of, I think, all the wood was free. All of the stuff in the garden beds was free. So all you're trying to do, like, uh, just just keep the deer out yeah. of like the garden bed and not have to do the whole uh, perimeter. So that yeah. was kind of like my solution there. That's a, a great idea. That's probably one of my favorite things about homesteading is just figure like trying to see what you can make work. Um, like, okay, we can't afford to build a six foot fence around our entire property. Right. What can we do to still protect all of the vegetables from right. all of the deer right. that we have? Yeah. And yeah. Matt's got that kind of brain where he's just like, all right, let me think about it for a day. And he has like four different plans and he's going to try and something always works. So we haven't had nice. a failed project yet. Or work well enough. <laughs> works well enough to, to, do what you need to do. I love that. So another question that I'm just going to hit you with here. Okay. Um, and you guys are, are relatively new to the online, like homesteading community, self-reliance community. So yeah. I'm wondering in the community that you see online, what do you think is really exciting and wonderful and beneficial about it and do you see anything that is not good or not helpful or a struggle or things you'd like to see changed i've seen a lot of people starting farm stands um and i think the more that people talk about that on social media and mm. in this community the more people are like hey i could do that like that's something mm. that i could potentially try and do on a Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think just in the past couple of weeks, I've seen like four or five other Instagram people I follow that are like, we're going to do a farm stand this year and we're going to try to be open from (laughs) nine to noon on Saturday. Yeah. But like, you know, if that's, if that's something they want to try and do and they can get their community involved Mm -hmm. and, you know, help support their farm, or even if it's not a farm, even if it's just their couple of garden beds or selling their chicken eggs, like mm-hmm. that's, that's great. I think mm-hmm. that's the more that you talk about those little endeavors and the struggles that you've had with them and also the successes you've had with them, the more people are apt to try it themselves. Yeah. Um, what was the two questions? It was the, um, 
So I have the online community that you've joined into. What are the really great things about it that you think are wonderful? And what are things you see people doing within the community that maybe aren't helpful to the community? Okay, right. Um, so the things that are helpful is that people uh, posting their their stuff online just in general is, uh, is super inspiring, mm-hmm. which got me into doing the interviews in the first place. That was never my plan. Oh, um, yeah, I I just started the podcast, like I said, to just talk about what we're doing. And then when we came up with like a couple episodes, I'm like, we're going to run out of material in like you know, two weeks. We are, we're not doing enough currently to uh, just keep producing content. And so I'm like, sure. I want to know more about this person and this person and this person. So I just like write up a thing like, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. It's like, just kind of spam a bunch of people kind of. And I'd get like a... Mm, five percent response rate which is fine oh, really? yeah uh well when you send out like 25 and two come back, like, well yeah, and also enough. when you're new and you have like two instagram posts and one youtube video yeah really. this is true this is true yeah so uh but so seeing like getting to talk to some of these people and be like you're you're doing what and you came from this and like you're planning on that like it's just super in- inspiring yeah which kind of keep it like feeds back into this whole thing you know we're really struggling with this like i want to come help you and finish that project or whatever Um, and then the thing that to answer the second half that isn't that isn't helpful is when people post pictures of their homesteads that are way too polished like but i can't remember everything's perfect everything's perfect i can't remember who uh I was talking to this about I'm like you know she's like picking strawberries in her sundress and like the the sun's just coming up like over the trees and it's yeah. like there's not like a misplaced anything within the frame sure. or whatever I'm like that's fake like you're a fake homesteader like even if you're homesteading like right, right. you have a mess show the mess make it real like <laughs> show the mess yeah so yeah. what you're saying is this summer I need to post pictures of me picking tomatoes with throw up on my shirt from babies and the kid fell over in the dirt and yes, all yeah. a mess. Yeah. All right. I, can do that. I, I think people appreciate that so much when it's the real stuff that's out there. I yeah. Just, not the glamorized. Yeah. yeah. Junk. <laughs> I feel like when, when you post that glamorized junk, if you have, if that's what you're used to seeing as homesteading, then when you get into this lifestyle and it's mess and it's mistakes and it's all the stuff that happens, you think you're doing something wrong and you're not doing anything wrong. It's just that nobody ever talked about that. There was throw up on your shirt and the kid fell in the mud and you're trying to pull them out of them. You know, they don't talk about that. So yeah. 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 That, that needs to be, way more seen way more talked about so like when people do get into it like i got i got like scrap fencing everywhere i've got uh chicken poop on my boots that i tracked into my house um you know i don't think i'm doing this right (laughs) Right. like that's it that's what like this is it like you're doing it you know like something came in freak accident killed all your tomatoes that happens. Or yeah. you had an idea to put a bunch of cardboard down to kill weeds, and then you had to take <laughs> these giant thousand-pound bales of cardboard back to the grocery store. <laughs> I don't know who did that, you but gotta, that was you definitely put that on Instagram. Got to post so. your L's. 
Yeah, gotta post your L's. I because yeah. yeah. what what made me do well not do the bales, but um, what made me post videos about the bales was uh, was that I asked my guests to share things that didn't work, and I I wrote up I was like it'd be disingenuous if I didn't also share <laughs> what uh, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, here's a. Uh, couple thousand pound mistake right here and a lot of work and yeah. uh so and your only helper is a two-year-old and your pregnant wife so <laughs> these things happen in real life yep so that's what it is yep. so is there anything else you want to share about farm hop life oh just that we're excited <laughs> we're very excited i um, think i think it will be a little bit difficult to start with trying to figure out how to find our groove. But I mean, the most important thing to us is if you need help, even if it's just for the weekend, reach out to us, let us know. And we will try and be there. Like I, I know that we can't drive 18 hours straight with two kids, but (laughs) if you're five, six hours away, we can definitely try and come like, and even if it's something that somebody needs help with this summer and they're a couple hours from us right now, we could definitely pack up the kids and come help. Um, we just like, we don't like seeing all of the struggles that people go through. Mm-hmm. And if there's something that we can do to help with that, mm-hmm. even if it's just for a day, we'll come hang out. Like there's a, there's a, woman that I interviewed, she's roughly our age, about seven hours away in Northwest Montana. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she's on like 120 acres. It's like her first year on the farm. And she's mm-hmm. been farming and stuff, but she finally has like a lot bigger space to do this and do that. They're building their own house. Cause right now they're living in their fifth wheel, um, in Northern Montana, where it just like dumps snow. And she posted pictures on Twitter a couple months ago, like that the windstorm blew the block walls down or something like that. And so like all their progress had been erased. Yeah. Mm. And so I'm just like things like it doesn't have to be quite that drastic, but, uh, but things like that, we'd love to be able to just hop in the truck and go help for the weekend. Even if it's just to help clean up. Yeah. And the other, the other thing that kind of, kind of concerns me is like, you know, especially with like the current shortages, like we haven't seen anything yet. I do worry that we're starting too late. Not that there's anything we can do about that. Mm. We're going to start when we can start, but I mean, people got to start growing their own food today. Um, And it's going to be really hard for a lot of people that this is going to be their first year or next year is going to be their first year. Mm-hmm. hopefully this year isn't somebody's last year right because it's too hard yeah that they can't th- get their head above water yeah i think what you're doing is just this really cool way to build a different kind of community i mean that's you know we've got the online community we've got the in-person community and if you you're just like let's make that in-person community even bigger you know, even people who aren't super local and let's just help people. We had a really big storm go through here uh, 
a couple of days ago and I was just amazed at the people that, you know, sent messages and are like, do you need help? I'm like, you are three hours away. What are you, what are you talking about? They're like, if you need anything, we'll come. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, that's what you guys are doing. It's just like, do you need help? We will help you. So super cool. It's like the community from many, many, many years ago brought forward, you know, like, and we can travel farther now, you know, we have that ability and it's just, you guys are, are doing that. So that's yeah, awesome. That's, I love that's it. That's exactly what we're trying to trying to accomplish. I love it. So where do we find out information about you? You can find more about us at farmhoplife.com. I've got quite a quite an array of things you can see right on the website. You can learn more about our mission. You can see like 60 second episodes of our podcast that I splice all together and uh uh we, like Stuff that I throw up on TikTok, like how bad I can't, like how bad I talk, uh, the like um so's. Uh, oh, but that's also on uh, that's also on YouTube. And uh, map map of uh, I think I already mentioned this map of where uh, people I've interviewed are at. Um, what else is there? Oh, a social. There's on the social tab. It's kind of like a curated version of like you know things that I post. So if you if you want to come find me or don't want to follow me right away, like, Oh, what if you post like, Oh, this is what sure. you post. So that's yeah. all, that's all there. Awesome. Well, I will put all your, uh, your links in the show notes so people can find you as well, but it has been Thank awesome you. to talk to you guys. Thank yeah, you, you for too. having us. Thank I you. wish you all the best in your, uh, whatever adventures you come up with next. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to come visit you someday, Amy. Sounds fabulous. With, uh, with family. It couple hours away we'll just say Perfect. yeah we we're we're doing this for business yeah <laughs> that sounds like a great plan i can't wait that'd be great so there you go now you know all about farm hop life you've learned about matt and katie and you know what their plan is to help homesteaders out by hopping farms so now you know where farm hop life comes from so go check out their website, check out their videos, check them out on social media, show them some love and uh, follow their adventure. I'm so excited to see what comes of all of their plans. If you would like to support me and the work that I'm doing here at A Farmish Kind of Life, you can do that in three ways. The first way is you can subscribe to my monthly snail mail newsletter. Second way is you can go check out my books. You can find out more about those things by heading to my website, afarmishkindoflife.com, and going to the menu, and you will find information there on both of those things. The third thing that you can do is share my stuff. Share this episode with a friend, share my recipes, share my videos, share your favorite podcast episode. Spread the word about what I'm doing here at A Farmish Kind of Life, because word of mouth is how we help the community grow, and we need to grow this community, right? All right. Thanks for hanging out with me today, you guys. I always appreciate spending time with you. I will talk to you again soon. Hope you enjoyed the show today. To continue the conversation, visit our website at afarmishkindoflife.com. Find A Farmish Kind of Life on social media or drop me an email at amy at afarmishkindoflife.com. Peace, love, and bacon, y'all. Stay farmish. <laughs>